Hello, party people. This is Rick Napier, the founder and CEO of Real People USA, based in California. And it's a Sunday morning, about 6.30. And uh, this week will start a long week of activities to help small business owners and congressional candidates and host or have guests come on and talk about the subjects they want to talk about. Today's podcast episode is about small business ownership and the changes that I have seen and probably you have seen from 20 years ago until now. So 20 years ago, most people were interested in owning some type of small business, whether it was Mary Kay, Avon, selling cell phones, Amway, Tupperware, uh, lots of people were, yes, I need to have a small business. Uh, people were into marketing products and services. And in your community, I know here in California, there w- were a ton of meetings that you could go to. You could go to small meetings to learn about a product or service, whether it was like um, uh, knives or whether it was a lingerie or, you know, makeup, cologne, uh, machines that estheticians used. It was just, it was just a lot of activity. People were excited about marketing their product or service that they liked. And then what happened around 2009, 2010, there was this thing that came out called social media. And in my opinion, Social media was one of the first things that caused people to lose interest in growing their own business and, and building the business. And, you know, I'm, I'm saying that even if you're making one hundred and twenty five dollars a month from your business, that's business ownership. You know, one hundred and twenty five dollars a month in profit, meaning you may have spent a uh, hundred dollars and and expenses, but you put $225 in the bank and moving that product, good or service. So that's called a profit. And the profit equation is profit equals revenue minus, minus expenses. So as long as your revenue is, you know, somewhat significantly higher than your expenses, it's called profit. And even if you had a revenue of $1 and one cent and your expenses were $1, you still made a penny profit. So I I don't want to underestimate the power of making a profit. So social media hit Facebooks, the Twitters, the Instagrams, the There's there's others out there. I can't think of them all. But as soon as social media hit, the first thing that people did was, oh, I don't need to talk to anybody about my business. I can just post a link on my social media account. And I can just tell you, as a a former Amway distributor, uh, right when something called, uh, what was it called? Uh, it was a, the first type of social media that came out before Facebook. I can't recall it at the moment. 
But I recall as soon as that came out, uh, my business dropped 90%. And it dropped 90% because running a small business was never about uh, social media. Uh, Although technology was already embedded somewhat in the website, websites where you can order things from the web. And I'll tell, I will tell you the company that has clearly shown that buying things on the web is, is popular now, and that's Amazon. Amazon is doing now what I would say the Amway business was trying in, ni- in the late 1990s, but it wasn't popular for people to shop on the web. Now I've heard, you know, a lot of things are coming through Amazon. Stuff that people were just starting to buy maybe 10 to 15 years ago from Mary Kay, from uh, Party Light, from, you know, cell phone companies, you know, just about everything. Dog food now is, is bought on the Internet and people have their dog food, steaks and things like that shipped to them. But it was social media that caused the biggest decline in Americans owning small businesses and having the desire and having the desire to have a small business. So let's talk about that word desire. That's the other thing that social media did. Social media basically said, let's take the focus off your dreams and goals and your ambitions and now raise your curiosity to find out how how popular you are on social media, how popular you can be as an influencer. And the influencer thing for 99.9% of the people doesn't mean anything unless you are a LeBron James, a movie star, a uh, another type like a government official or something, a politician. Uh, th- this influencer, this this influencer thing, is overrated. But what happened? People started seeing that they could get, oh, you know, ten thousand followers. They can get five thousand likes off some posts of some guy, you know, falling off a roof, you know, and perhaps hurting themselves, or girls fighting in Philadelphia in a street fight. Wow, that is so popular. I think I'm going to follow you. So that was another thing that zapped the interest that people used to have in their small business. You see, the small business ownership thing is not a it's not a popularity contest. And I was fortunate enough to work in corporate America on a sales team, actually manage the sales team of of 60 people, like I said, in Los Angeles and Sacramento and San Francisco, to know that the the selling part is not a popularity contest. So back, you know, 20 years ago, when you asked people about owning a small business or if they had some interest in running a small business, I would say, you know, maybe 50, 60 percent of the people would say, yes, I do have an interest in running a small business or having like a home based business. 
And uh, they would show up and they would go through the, the motions of, of learning about it. And out of that 50 to 60%, maybe let's say if five or six had an interest in starting a business, uh, like a home-based business, selling makeup, uh, uh, cosmetic stuff, uh, what else? Cell phones, you know, uh, skin creams, all that kind of stuff, Amway stuff. You know, I would say one out of two would move forward. So like one out of two out of 10 people would move forward. And that's because they had a they had some dream, they had something they wanted to accomplish. Maybe they wanted to make an extra, you know, $200 a month. And to make $200 a month extra, even if you had a nine to five job, or let's say you are retired, that's significant. What would $200 more per month do for people today? Especially if you're in a place like New York or California or any state. Well, if you had an extra $200 per month, that could pay your gas bill for your car. Or that can offset your utility expenses. You know, if you're paying like a pretty significant utility bill. But one of the challenges with anyone starting a home-based business was this thing about, well, I don't know what to do. I don't have any experience in running a small business. Uh, what will my friends think? Okay, so you can help people sort of get past that, but those items continued to linger on. And so you would have people start their home-based business, you know, selling Avon, selling Mary Kay, selling Tupperware, selling Amway, uh, selling cell phones. And after maybe the first five, five or 10 people that said no, they were out. They were out of the business. And you didn't hear from them again, ever. You didn't see them, you know, in, in common places where you used to see them. It was almost like they became a hermit. You know, away from society forever. And now that I look back on it, I think I knew what the problem was. And I think I know what the problem is today about people looking at small businesses or home-based businesses. So let me define before I get into the next subject what a home-based business is compared to a traditional business. I would say, you know, 99 people out of 100 uh, do not have the seed money to start a traditional business, like open up a store in in a strip mall, or have a, a laundry a laundromat business where you have these machines, these coin operated machines, and people use it to wash their clothes and to dry their clothes. Or if you talk about the big uh, traditional business where it's like a hamburger joint, like McDonald's, Wendy's, uh, Carl's Jr. Those types of businesses, you know, can cost, you know, up to like one or two million dollars, especially for the McDonald's. And guess what? You're going to make some money with the McDonald's. But the problem is, is coming up with the one to two million dollars and then waiting maybe three to five years for a great location. Because you can't put a McDonald's anywhere you want. The, the McDonald's franchisor 
must pick the spot. And then I think they may even have a like a bidding process of who wants the next McDonald's. So compare the traditional business. And again, traditional business, you know, like a coffee shop. I had a friend that owned an It's a, it's a Grind coffee shop in Northern California. Uh, to make a profit, she had to uh, raise her prices slightly higher than Starbucks. And ultimately, Starbucks beat her out because there were so many Starbucks locations. The prices were cheaper, uh, even though Starbucks may not be the best coffee. Their prices were able to put my friend out of business, this Latina lady. And she ended up with several hundred thousand dollars in debt after she closed the business down. And of course, the mortgage crisis didn't help. So now uh, small business owners are facing this crisis with this COVID-19 junk and the shutdowns and the lockdowns. But you know what business uh, really has succeeded during this time? And that's your Walmart.com, your Amazon.com. Pretty much anything that's a .com where they offer products and services in high demand at favorable prices, they did extremely well. Like the big corporations, Apple did well. You know, Samsung phones did well. Uh, Uber Eats did well but again those companies you can't most people can't get those kind of companies but here's the deal most of you listening to this podcast episode have purchased something from those companies which should tell you that the demand for shopping online is is, is high you just have to find a way to to have a, a web portal where people can shop from you. Like I was going to say, some of the things that stop people from succeeding in a small business is not just for web-based business or dot-coms. As a business consultant myself, a CEO of a sales training and business consulting firm based in California, and we have clients uh, throughout the United States, and we've had a few clients uh, in different places in the world, uh, like in Barcelona, Spain, excuse me, Barcelona, Spain, and New Delhi, India. Okay, so you might say people like CPAs, dentists, plastic surgeons, attorneys, uh, uh, insurance brokers, and real estate brokers, oh, they must have their act together because they have licenses or they have uh, these big time degrees from Berkeley School of Law, Stanford, NYU, they have MBAs, they went to medical school, they went to dental school. So listeners this morning might say, oh, those people are doing well, they know exactly what to do. I'm here to tell you right now as a consultant of a, and a CEO of a consulting firm for the seventh year, I will tell you that the Accountants, the CPAs, the plastic surgeons, the dentists, the attorneys, the uh, hairstylists, you know, they have the same type of, 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 um, of things that hold them back. They have the same inhibitions, the same fear, the same 
um, courage that goes up and down, mostly down. As a, as a person who wants to start uh, an Avon business or a or an Amway business, <laughs> so I'm just telling you the the courage and motivation that people think, oh, that guy must be doing great because he's an attorney, or that woman must be doing extremely well because she's a CPA and she was a public accountant for a big firm and then she opened up her CPA practice and woo, I, I you know that she must be doing well I'm telling you right now especially in this business lockdown uh, situation and even before the COVID business lockdown and shutdowns many of these people that you may have had high regard for their businesses were not booming and their businesses were not booming and they had high overhead. They had three, four thousand dollars a month in lease payments to make, utility payments. Some had employees and they had to buy health insurance. Uh, some had they had state taxes. They had uh, utility bills, like I may have said already. They had copy machines. They had reams of paper. They had uh, uh, computer uh, technology expenses when the, when, the, when the system goes down. You know, they had to uh, do all, had all types of payments that they had to make expenses before they meet, before they had to, before they even made a dime. So if, if you're looking at like small business ownership, you have to say to yourself, well, I can work out of my home. And I don't have to have a brick and mortar office. Obviously, you see a lot of big companies have sent their employees to work from home. I know here in the San Francisco Bay Area, you have a lot of uh, techies now working from their homes. And they have fled San Francisco and caused the San Francisco uh, rental market and, and the prices to drop by a third because they don't need to live there. They can live outside of San Francisco. They can live in Pleasanton. They can live in Sacramento. They can live, you know, in Modesto and still have, you know, the corporate office in San Francisco. Same thing for my son. He works for a big utility company in Los Angeles, but he's been home for the last four months working in working from Northern California, you know, making like $90,000 a year. From his, from his job. So these are some very important things I wanted to mention. But here's the big one. How can you succeed owning a small business like a home-based business and, and, and not have to worry about failing? Well, like I said, the reason why most people fail is because of... Um, this is going to sound sort of... Uh, you know, it's going to sound like cliche-ish when I say lack of motivation, lack of courage. You know, the truth is, it, you know, owning a small business is is not something where you can pull from your motivation, you know, a b emotional bucket. It's not like people have this this bucket where all their motivation sits and they say, oh, I've never used this bucket before. Let me pull from my motivation bucket to start my, my small business, which I've never done before. The point is, there 
typically is not a motivation bucket. And there is not and there is not a courage bucket for people to, to pull from. Now, people have courage in other areas. You know, they may do things and to, you know, to in their in their lives to, you know, defend themselves like physical uh, fight or if you believe in something strongly like politics, you know, you'll have courage to uh, uh, talk about what you care about and what's important to you. But the small business ownership, courage and motivation, that bucket is dry. Let me tell you, for most people, they've never done it. So how can a person with a bucket that's dry of, or devoid of motivation, devoid of courage, succeed in owning a small business? Well, when you don't have the courage and motivation, but you do have the interest, what people can do is learn a system. See, a system does not require a lot of motivation and, and courage. A system basically says, if you, if you do this, you will receive this. You know, you, you will go from step A to step B all the way to the end, whatever the last step is. A system is something where a system is a, is a, is a platform where anybody with the interest and desire can jump into this system and succeed. And that's why it's called a system. You ever heard of other systems? How about the system of how a plane works? So every time you get on the aircraft and you fly from Los Angeles to Cincinnati or from Portland to Mobile, Alabama, you are relying that that, air, that that aircraft has a system that works, a system that allows the plane to, to, to take off at about 200 miles per hour, to have the wings and the flaps adjust, to take advantage of that speed and cause lift in that aircraft and have that aircraft you know, fly at about 32,000 feet above the earth, flying between like about 500 miles per hour and the plane is loaded with explosive fuel. If that fuel ever hits some type of electronic component where there's some type of spark, you know, that plane would explode. But the people who designed the plane designed the plane not to have the fuel be next to any type of electrical sparks. So every time you get on the aircraft, even though you probably, probably do not know how it works, you get on that aircraft because the last time you got on, the, got on the aircraft, you went from Miami to Denver and back successfully. And you may have done that 20, 30 times. If you have flown uh, the number of times that I have flown when I was in corporate America, when I was in the military, you know, you have a lot of confidence in an aircraft system. And every now and then, one out of maybe one million flights may go down. That's what a system is. Other systems include how you raise your children. You may have three or four children. Maybe the first one, that was like the, the beta test. But by the time you had the second and third child or, or more, you had a system of what you needed to do 
to get that that child from being a newborn to being in a, like an a, a infant, an adolescent, to starting the first grade and perhaps graduating from high school and going to college. You had that system down. Well, the same type of system exists in running like a home-based business. And I was fortunate enough uh, to uh, learn about a system when I was in corporate America. Next, I had to create a system for my own consulting firm to be able to help CPAs and attorneys and dentists and plastic surgeons and real estate brokers and insurance brokers do their jobs and succeed. Now, all the people I just mentioned, they have degrees. They understand the law. They understand dentistry. They understand how to do a tummy tuck. They understand the books for of accounting. But what they did not know is how to take a person uh, and move them through these phases so that they can become a client, so that the attorney can represent the person in court, so the CPA can manage the books and, and advise uh, small business owners and individuals on taxes, so that the plastic surgeon can do a successful uh, breast implant, so that the insurance agent can write the insurance policy, so that the real estate broker can sell the house. Because see, they know, how, they know how to do that stuff already, but it was this front end piece that they did not know. And the same is true for the small business owner who wants to have a home-based business. There's this front end piece that a lot of uh, people do not have access to. So I just mentioned the front end piece in the consulting firm. Now I'm working with political candidates in the United States. Well, guess what? I created a system for political candidates to run their races. Now, the political candidates, they still have to uh, be versed on why they want to run for office, but there are systems in place before that. Things like collecting uh, a number of potential voters. Now, that's my system. I don't think it's out there, folks. That's my system that I started a year ago. And these political candidates, especially if they are Republican candidates, there is massive cheating going on on the other side. You saw what just happened in 2020. Okay, so these political candidates, primarily Republican candidates, they go into this into this election phase, not even knowing how many people plan on potentially voting for them. They like to say, oh, the polls say that I'm up three points or four points over my opponent. You cannot rely on a percentage or a poll to determine if you have a shot at winning. Why not get the actual number of people who have pledged to vote for you? Numbers that you could have collected over the last, you know, 12 to 18 months. But no, 99% of the politicians, the ones that I'm not working with, what they're doing, they're just crossing their fingers and putting their fingers in the wind and hoping that their message resonated with potential voters, knowing that the other political party probably has some type of method to cheat. Just being honest. 
just being honest about that. So the system that I have for small business owners, people that want to have a home-based business is identical to the systems for the white collar small business owners, the attorneys, the CPAs, the dentists, the plastic surgeons, the insurance brokers, and the real estate brokers. It's identical to helping a political candidate uh, with the the message and and a system to win and not to lose. So right now, a lot of people, and I have to give credit to Candace Owens. She did a uh, like a 20-minute like a spot on her account, on her Instagram account. And she talked about the number of parents that wanted their kids out of public school because of all the, so- the stuff going on with, oh, we have to inject the kids with this, this, uh, <laughs> this jab, with this vaccine-type thing. And a lot of parents are saying, hell no. Okay, but what is a parent going to do when they need the income from working? And now they're faced with a decision of, do I stay home with the kid and homeschool the kid or find a good charter school for the kid? And so now they're faced with the decision. I need the money from from the nine to five job but I care about the kid or they should care about their kids to get them out of the situation where they don't have to wear a mask for eight, nine hours a day and potentially have their kids take this doggone vaccine. That's on the top of of millions of parents' minds. So that's the reason why it might be a good time for uh, people to get in contact with me about owning a small business because like I said you already know that people are shopping online in the droves in the millions the only thing you need to look at is all the Amazon trucks you see up and down your street and you got to say to yourself if all those people are buying stuff from Amazon what is what is the what is the likelihood that people will shop from your portal that perhaps sells the same thing as Amazon or Walmart.com or Best Buy.com and maybe your prices are the same or maybe your prices are slightly higher. And you have to say to yourself, what would be the benefit of someone buying from you if the prices are slightly higher? Well, I will leave you with this. When you have a small business and let's say the price of an item that you're selling is $13 and the price of the item that the competitor is selling is $10. One thing you got to remember as a small business owner, you are legally entitled to tax breaks and to tax write-offs, things you can write off for your business. At least today, I'm not sure if it's going to be like this in in six months, 12 months, or two years, but as of right now, you are due things that you can write off. And the last thing is, if you're spending an extra, let's say, let's say for instance, you don't have a traditional business where you're paying three, four, five thousand dollars a month, but you will have some monthly expenses what 
if your monthly expenses was somewhere around $200, $300 a month, would it matter that much if you were paying you know, an extra dollar or $2 or $3 more uh, for an item where your competitor, the company you were giving your money to for the last five or 10 years, the only thing you got was a receipt from that competitor and you still had to worry about how you were gonna survive in America. So anyway, my name is Rick Napier, the CEO of Real People USA, and I'm also the founder. If you have any interest in what I just talked about, go to my website and on the homepage, you'll see a subscription box. Uh, Please complete that information. And then the box that says, what is your interest? Please put home-based business. If you need to reach me by phone, my telephone number is 786-697-3800. My email address is rpusa at protonmail.com. And of course, my website is rpusa.org. It's Sunday morning. I am so fired up about helping people who want to finally help themselves and get back into the small business arena where it used to be booming 20 years ago. And I think now we have been distracted a little bit by all these uh, shiny metal objects like social media and, and other things. So we need to get back to the to the point in life where we met with real people. Hmm, that's the name of my show, isn't it? So anyway, take care. Make it a great day.